welcome to the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. The opinions and ideas expressed on this show are solely those of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com and its guests. This is the very best of professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. Once again, you already know what it is, and you already know where you have reached. It's the number one up-and-coming professional wrestling podcast in the New York City and Tri-State area being broadcast all over the world. This is the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast, and I am your host, Sean Hubbard. What up, though? So happy to be with you right here once again on February 18th, 2019, one day removed from a surprisingly very good WWE Elimination Chamber event. Before we get into the brass tacks of today's show, we want to make sure we will remind all of our business owners out there that there's only one way to project yourself in the best possible light, and that's to go to hoshcrea.com. I'm talking about web development. I'm talking about web platforming. I'm talking about the very best that the world has to offer in those categories. Go to their website right now, hoshcrea.com. Check out the list of who's who clients they have already brought their expertise to. You want to be added to that list? There's only one thing to do. That's go to H-A-A-S-C-R-E-A.com. That's Hoshcrea.com because we love tech. Yes, most definitely. So we're back in the building once again. Once again, my name is Sean Hubbard, and I'm the host and founder of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast. And tonight, I'm not going to lie, it's a really special show for me, February 18, 2000. And 19 because we're, we're I'm fired up after last night's elimination chamber pay-per-view um it's truly a great thing as a wrestling fan wrestling journalist wrestling historian to see someone get their just due you know I've been a fan of Kofi Kingston for quite some time uh, I was a fan of his when he debuted in 2008 on the ECW brand and I've been a fan ever since I mean four-time Intercontinental Champion, three-time WWE United States Champion, a countless tag team champion, countless times he's been tag team champion, even getting tag team of the year recognition from Pro Wrestling Illustrated uh, on 2012, 2015, and 2016 with his partners, obviously, right now, one of the greatest tag teams of all time, the New Day, Big E, and Xavier Woods. In 2012, he won... Tag Team of the Year with R-Truth. I got to tell you guys something. Kofi Kingston, for all those who didn't know how good he is, he's proven it once again. And I know it's been brought to the light, especially with the occurrences of the past week or so from his over-hour-long performance in the gauntlet match on SmackDown, which really opened up people's eyes through his outstanding performance last night in the Elimination Chamber. Listen, with all due respect to someone I also like and respect in the industry, Mustafa Ali, um, very sorry he got hurt, and I hope you get well soon, and I think your time is coming as well. But I think it's awesome that Kofi Kingston got this opportunity. He should have got this opportunity without Mustafa Ali getting hurt. I mean, I think personally both of them should have been in the match. Um, Randy Orton, he's a Hall of Famer, a future Hall of Famer. But we could, uh, you know, honestly... 
we've been down that road before. AJ Styles, future Hall of Famer as well. Jeff Hardy, future Hall of Famer. The whole match was full of future Hall of Famers. Daniel Bryan's a future Hall of Famer. But Kofi Kingston, if you go down the parameters of his resume in wrestling, he is already a Hall of Famer. But what I want to talk about tonight is the fact that Kofi Kingston is due his Grand Slam moment. Now, what do I mean by Grand Slam moment, ladies and gentlemen? Shawn Michaels back in 1997 coined the phrase Grand Slam champion when he won the European title from the British Bulldog at one night only in England back in 1997. And when he won the European Championship, he coined himself the first ever Grand Slam champion. Uh, signifying that he had won all four of the WWE Championship belts that were available. Shawn Michaels was the first man to ever hold the World Wrestling Federation slash WWE World Heavyweight Championship. He was the, uh, you know, and the Intercontinental Championship and the Tag Team Championship. And then, of course, he won the European title, becoming the first Grand Slam champion and the second ever European champion behind the British Bulldog. Um, the second Grand Slam champion of all time was Triple H. There's been many, many others. But Kofi Kingston right now stands in the Triple Crown category. He is a tag team champion. He is an intercontinental champion and a United States champion. Now, you can be a Grand Slam champion, obviously, by winning four belts. That's the whole point of the term Grand Slam. That means four titles without being a world heavyweight champion. Like if Kofi were to win the cruiserweight championship, you know, he could be a Grand Slam champion. I mean, I think Kofi Kingston would meet, would meet those weight requirements if he were ever to go to 205 Live. But I say that just to make the point about four titles. There's no way Kofi or any of the New Day should be on 205 Live or any other show but SmackDown or Raw because, honestly, Kofi Kingston... But let's just let me switch. Let's just talk about Kofi Kingston for a little bit. Debuted in 2008 on the ECW brand. Um, his gimmick was being a, of Jamaican uh, descent. He was billed from being from uh, Kingston, Jamaica. In actuality, he is from uh, Ghana. But you know, I, I really like how he was able to kind of adjust. He he flowed with it. He did what he had to do in the gimmick, moving up from. ECW and onto the Raw brand where he's had, like I said, wonderful runs with R-Truth and, and CM Punk as his tag team partners, winning U.S. titles, Intercontinental titles. The skit that he did with his Survivor Series team when Triple H called him out for not keeping up with his accent was classic. It was really funny. And Kofi did a great job with that, looking with the, the face he had about being, oh, my God, I got caught. But it was cool because then Kofi got a chance to be himself. And that's exactly what led him to a great rivalry with Randy Orton. Um, numerous, numerous rivalries throughout the course of his career where he just continued to be uh, an up and coming star. Like I said, first on the ECW brand then on Monday Night Raw, and now on SmackDown. And we're talking about an 11-year career. Um, and his entire career has been relevant. When he came up in 2008, 
he was on an extended winning streak or undefeated streak. In 2010, 2009, somewhere in that range, he was in an awesome feud with Randy Orton. 2010-2011 Intercontinental titles, tag team titles, 2012-2013 in that range was a United States champion. And then in 2014 became teammates with Big E Langston and Xavier Woods to start this team called The New Day. And when the New Day came along initially, it looked like, you know, another kind of nation and domination thing, which, by the way, I would have been cool with. I was a huge fan of the nation. If they had revamped that thing where it was kind of by any means necessary, like us against the world mentality, I would have liked it. Uh, I think it would have worked a lot better than what eventually would happen, which was the New Day in its early days. When the New Day actually debuted on television or with the vignettes of them doing the church choir kind of like inspirational positivity thing. By the way, I'm a church dude, so I'm actually cool with that. But as far as the entertainment value and a wrestling fan, it was it was whack. Let's just call it what it was. It was really, really bad. And, you know, they told everybody that New Day rocks, but everybody was saying that New Day sucks. And, and they struggled. They struggled. They did win a tag team championship, but they struggled initially. Um out the box to get over with the fans, eventually became heels and did very well as heels. They were very antagonistic. They were very annoying. But eventually when they started to become themselves, I think the heel turn after the them trying to force the New Day down our throats as these ultra, ultra baby faces upon their initial debut, what happened was they became heels and then their true personalities came out, and that actually turned them into faces again. Uh, what I mean by that is they were so charismatic and so funny that even as heels, the fans started to get behind them. And before you know it, they were, you know, organically made faces, which is always the best way. When you're organic and, and it comes around and comes about naturally, that's when it works the best. And... It would lead to the New Day uh, becoming the longest reigning WWE Tag Team Champions in history, uh, beyond the record previously held by uh, the legendary tag team of Axe and Smash Demolition. The New Day has gone on to, to win five World Tag Team Championships, uh, both on Raw and SmackDown. They have been undoubtedly the best tag team in the world, I'd say, over the past four years, with all due respect to the Usos, who I think they're 1-1A. One one New Day and the Usos are 1-1A one one as far as the best tag teams in the world over the past two, two or three years. Um, and the New Day has continued to just thrive on being themselves, having fun, uh, you know, the pancakes, the... The bootios, like it just gets so cool how they just have been able to just have fun. And that has materialized into one of the greatest teams of all time. And Kofi Kingston was at was at the helm and a catalyst of that. You know, Xavier Woods being a little bit younger, you know, Xavier Woods having limited success in TNA as uh, consequences Creed. Big E was uh, a former NXT and Intercontinental Champion. 
uh, but kind of like was always remembered for the role he played as uh, Dolph Ziggler's bodyguard. But they all broke out with this New Day situation, and I couldn't be prouder of them. I think they're excellent. But I think the veteran leadership of Kofi Kingston is what has led this team uh, to go down in history as one of the greatest ever. So to transition a little bit into Kofi Kingston more specifically, Kofi Kingston continues to amaze. Kofi Kingston has gone from, like I said, this ECW Jamaican character, super baby face, to now still a baby face, but just charismatic, funny, ultra-athletic, ultra-entertaining superstar. And he was a superstar before this past week on SmackDown. He was a superstar before this past week at the Elimination Chamber. But like I said earlier, we kind of got blinded by all the fun. We got blinded by the pancakes. We got blinded by the bootios. We got blinded by the WWE World Tag Team Champion. We got blinded by that because we were having so much fun. And we as fans and we as journalists forgot how good Kofi Kingston is. So after four Intercontinental titles, after three United States titles, after multiple, multiple, multiple world tag team titles with tag team partners like Evan Bourne and R-Truth and The New Day and CM Punk, we fast forward to the Elimination Chamber, right? And we realized that Kofi Kingston has always been prime time on pay-per-view. What do I mean by that? Let's think about the Royal Rumble, for instance. For the past seven or eight years, Kofi Kingston has had the most must-see moments, to coin a phrase from The Miz. Uh, by the way, congratulations to The Miz on having another child on the way. God bless. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a wonderful situation for you and your wife, Marie. So I'm, I'm very... Uh, Congratulatory to you for your newest addition to your family. But um, back to Kofi. Kofi Kingston has been synonymous with the most must-see moments in WWE Royal Rumble history over the past seven or eight years. From using John Bradshaw Layfield's chair as a pogo stick to hop from the announce table to the ring. From doing a handstand. After Miz throwing him out of the ring, doing a handstand and doing a handstand walk from one side of the ring all the way to the other to keep himself in the match. From being caught by the Rosebuds after being thrown over the top rope, being caught by the Rosebuds and, and, and body surfed back to the ring all the way up to the most recent situation where he was caught by Xavier Woods and carried back to the ring. Between athleticism and creativity, Kofi Kingston has the most must-see moments in Royal Rumble history. He has been successful at WrestleManias. He has been successful at SummerSlams. He won his first Intercontinental Championship in a pay-per-view match. You know what I mean? He came out, like I said, a relative rookie, I guess you could call it, facing Chris Jericho for the Intercontinental Championship at Night of Champions in 2008. And won the title from the legendary Chris Jericho. The same Chris Jericho who is a nine-time Intercontinental Champion. The same Chris Jericho who is the first ever 
undisputed champion in the history of the business. The same Chris Jericho, who was an Intercontinental Champion at New Japan Pro Wrestling. The new Chris Jericho that set the world on fire by signing with All Elite Wrestling. The future Hall of Famer. First ballot Hall of Famer Chris Jericho. That's who Kofi Kingston beat to win his first Intercontinental Championship. So Kofi Kingston comes to play when the pay-per-view lights are on bright. So with the unfortunate situation with Mustafa Ali, who I also think is a future star in this industry, um, he has a lot of the same characteristics as a young Kofi Kingston. Um, Kofi Kingston's 37 years old now. You know, Mustafa Ali is a little bit younger. Mustafa Ali has some of those same characteristics that Kofi Kingston did. He's super athletic. He's been doing some some wonderful promos on SmackDown lately. I don't know if you guys have seen these vignette promos that Mustafa Ali has been doing. Um, but this this 32-year-old has a bright, bright future. He's He was shining on 205 Live. They brought him over to SmackDown. I believe he's still uh, in the cruiserweight category, but I'm really happy that now he's basically, you know, exclusive on SmackDown. And I think Mustafa Ali has a great future. Um, got hurt. He was initially announced for this match, the Elimination Chamber, February 17, 2019, and suffered a black eye. And I believe what kept him out of action officially was a uh, bad back, bad lower back, uh, bruised tailbone, something of that nature, and was not cleared to compete. So that was about a week in advance of the pay-per-view. And WWE.com, WWE Social Media announced it. One member of the New Day would take Mustafa Ali's place in the Elimination Chamber. And my God, my God, I was checking my Twitter. By the way, check me out on Twitter. Hit me up anytime at hub, that's H-U-B-B underscore wrestling. Twitter blew up. All of a sudden, you see Kofi Kingston gifts and Kofi Kingston tweets and Kofi Kingston pictures with the WWE Championship on his shoulder uh, with, the, with the term, it's time, on the bottom of the picture. Everybody knew, everybody hoped, everybody prayed, everybody wanted to be it for it to be Kofi Kingston chosen to be in this match and I loved it. Big E came out and teased that it was gonna be him in the gauntlet match. Then Xavier Woods teased that it was gonna be him in the gauntlet match. And afterwards we all know that it, it turned out to be Kofi Kingston. And for Kofi Kingston, just to put this in perspective, Kofi Kingston defeated the WWE champion Daniel Bryan. And it was believable. That's the key. We know. Look, I always say wrestling is not fake. It's predetermined, but it's not fake. What do I mean by that? Yes, it's predetermined. We know that they have predetermined outcomes. Everybody who says wrestling is not real, shut up, okay? The bumps are real. The athleticism is real. The character development is real. The only thing that's not real is that it's an athletic event per se where it's like, okay, we don't know who's going to win. Okay, they know who's going to win in advance. But as, it, as far as the athleticism is concerned, as far as what it takes to be a superstar athlete to do this on a high level, it's very, very real. And Kofi Kingston 
that that is him to a T. So we're talking about the February 12th edition of SmackDown Live, where one net member of New Day was scheduled to replace Mustafa Ali in the Elimination Chamber. And it was decided that Kofi Kingston will re- replace Ali in the Elimination Chamber. And uh, as Kofi par- participated in this gauntlet match, he pinned Daniel Bryan, the WWE Champion. And it was believable. That's the key. It was believable. Then he beat former WWE World Heavyweight Champion Jeff Hardy. And guess what? It was believable. Then he beat Samoa Joe. And it was believable. And then he went toe-to-toe with AJ Styles. In my opinion, outside of Shawn Michaels, the greatest in-ring performer of all time. And went toe-to-toe and lost. But it was believable that he can go toe-to-toe with AJ Styles. And I believe if he had faced Randy Orton, he would have went toe-to-toe with him. But the bottom line is, Kofi Kingston stepped up and put on a performance of the ages that rivals, in my mind, as far as just Raw or SmackDown is concerned. The only thing that I can think that might be able to measure up to Kofi Kingston's outstanding performance on SmackDown of over an hour was back in 2000, I want to say 2000, and I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think, 2007, I believe it was an episode of Raw when Shawn Michaels and John Cena went for over an hour in a match on Raw. That's the only thing I can, that was an outstanding match as well, and I think this even trumps that. By Kofi Kingston defeating Jeff Hardy, defeating Daniel Bryan, defeating Samoa Joe, going toe-to-toe with AJ Styles in this gauntlet match, in a match that he didn't even know he was going to be in earlier in the day, earlier in the week. He just proved exactly what he is. He's a superstar of Hall of Fame caliber. And then you come to the Elimination Chamber. Spots off the top of the, the, the cell, or whatever you want to call it, the pods, okay? spots on the steel grates outside the ring. Now, everybody took bumps. Everybody did a good job in that match. But throughout the match, you could just hear the Kofi chants and the momentum and the swelling of support for this WWE superstar who has given us 11 years of excellence. It's continued to be Excellence. It's always been excellent. Whether it's the SOS finisher, whether it's the Trouble in Paradise finisher, it just continues to be quality in ring and quality microphone work from this man. So in the elimination chamber, he thrives in doing what he what he always does, which is basically trying to find the right words here basically stealing the show okay basically stealing the show he eliminates randy orton in the match okay he survived the entire match up until the very end as as did daniel bryan daniel bryan had a wonderful wonderful match as well but they went for 36 minutes and 40 seconds of which kofi kingston was in the match for 24 minutes and five seconds As I said, eliminating Randy Orton with the Trouble in Paradise after Randy Orton had previously eliminated AJ Styles. 
It was a performance, ladies and gentlemen, for the ages. I'm saying it right now. Sean Hubbard, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast, founder and host of this show, being broadcast on iTunes, being broadcast on Google Play, being broadcast on Stitcher, being broadcast on the Daily Smart, being broadcast for the first time. Shout out to the founder and chief editor of Bodyslam.net, being broadcast for the first time on Bodyslam.net. I'm saying it. It was a performance for the ages, and even in a losing effort, he just proved that he is a future Hall of Fame talent. That, that that's just how he he has the resume already, and with that performance, just solidify what what, what we should what we should have already known that Kofi Kingston is a Hall of Fame talent. Now. I, like many others, were very upset when Kofi Kingston did not win the match last night, okay? It's ironic. You kind of find yourself looking at Kofi the way we used to look at Daniel Bryan about four years ago or five years ago, trying to get over the mountain, trying to get over the hump. Now, this is more of like a quick situation. We didn't know Kofi was going to be in this situation. The Daniel Bryan saga was pretty much in motion for about eight months as far as his climb over the authority. Now, certainly this is not the same type of storyline, but the comparison is that the underdog, Kofi Kingston, trying to climb the mountain. And now the mountain is Daniel Bryan. So the question now is this. As I got pissed off and angry and the world got pissed off and angry, and I got to give credit to my colleague, the president and chief editor of bodyslam.net Cassidy for his take on the situation. He said, what if this is all going to lead to Kofi versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania and we get the big payoff of Kofi getting his first world title at WrestleMania? And immediately my frown was turned upside down. Immediately I got excited. Immediately I got happy. Immediately I said to myself, wow, maybe that's what it is. Maybe Kofi Kingston going for over an hour in the gauntlet match. Maybe Kofi Kingston going for 25 minutes in the elimination chamber. Just to come to the brink of victory, just to lose in the end. Maybe it's going to lead somehow between now and fast lane between now and the next six to eight, you know, SmackDown Live between now and WrestleMania. Somehow, Kofi Kingston finds his way into a world title opportunity and wins at WrestleMania. <clears throat> and there's nothing that would make me happier in the world of professional wrestling. It would truly be, as I put in an article that you could also find on bodyslam.net it would truly be a triple crown winner getting his grand slam moment so let's hope ladies and gentlemen for all the Kofi Kingston fans out there and even if you're not a fan which I can't understand why you wouldn't be but even if you're not a fan of Kofi Kingston you gotta respect him you gotta respect him 
He is an icon in this industry. I know that word is thrown around a lot, but 11 years of excellence means that's 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 iconic, not iconic as in Peyton Royce. Uh, but I'm talking about uh, and, and Billy Kay. But I'm talking about iconic as in a legendary career that should only be topped off as Kofi continues to get older. Like I said, 37 years old. He looks like a kid out there. He looks like he's in the best shape of his life. But he's 37 years old. It's time to give this man his moment that he's earned. And I shouldn't even say give. It's time to reward him with what he has earned. He has earned a world championship match. He has earned the respect of the fans. And he deserves a chance to be a world champion. And I just hope that the powers that be, whether it's Vince McMahon, the creative team over there, Triple H, William Regal, whoever has a hand in what, I hope that this can happen. So shout out to Kofi Kingston, man. We respect you. HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. Appreciate you. Thank you for moment after moment after moment, which I know is going to continue. These epic moments of excellence and entertainment and athleticism that you've given us. We watched last night uh, with our heart in our throat as we hope that you win the Elimination Chamber. But we're, we're gonna just going to believe that you're going to get your moment because you deserve it, man. And um, when you do, we're all going to be rejoicing with you. So shout out to uh, the future Hall of Famer, Kofi Kingston. Just a quick review of last night's Elimination Chamber event, just to go over the results. Buddy Murphy, in a very good match on the pre-show, defeated, defeated Tazawa. Thought it was really good. Good. I think Buddy Murphy's really coming to his own as the 205 King as the Cruiserweight Champion. Uh, the Usos, in a very good match against The Miz, became the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Like I said, over the past two or three years, it's either the Usos or the New Day. New Day, Usos, Usos, New Day. 1 and 1A is the best tag teams in the entire company. Uh, Finn Balor, the new Intercontinental Champion, not defeating Bobby Lashley, defeating Leo Rush. So those handicap rules uh, ended up biting Leo Rush and Lashley uh, in the behind, <laughs> you know, as Leo Rush got pinned and Finn Balor, well-deserving, by the way, Finn Balor uh, became the new Intercontinental Champion. Baron Corbin defeats Braun Strowman with outside interference from Lashley. Uh, I don't know. Um, Outside interference from McIntyre? I don't know. I mean, Baron Corbin continues to get over on Braun Strowman. I hope this leads to Braun, uh, Braun Strowman getting over on him, maybe at WrestleMania, maybe before WrestleMania. I don't think Baron Corbin is on a WrestleMania level right now, but I guess he'll get there. I don't know. I'm not really pleased with that. Another thing I'm not really pleased with is Ruby Riot being squashed by Ronda Rousey last night. Anybody who had half, half their sense knew that Ronda Rousey would retain the Raw Women's Championship last night. But to do it in one minute and 40 seconds, I don't know. That, that was not cool. But what was cool was an injured Becky Lynch hobbling to the ring through the crowd in crutches, using crutches, suckering. That's right. Suckering Charlotte Flair into a false sense of security and beating the crap out of Charlotte Flair with those crutches. It was sweet. And then doing the same thing to Ronda Rousey. Look, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly prediction right here. I predict that Ronda Rousey 
will be so upset about being beat down last night with a crutch that she goes to Vince, she goes to Stephanie, she goes to Triple H, and demands that Becky Lynch be reinstated so that she can get her hands on Becky Lynch. And that's how Becky Lynch is going to get back into the WrestleMania main event, which will lead to the highly anticipated match that we all know is really going to happen. Becky versus Charlotte versus Ronda. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for being with me one more time. We really appreciate you listening. Uh, The listeners continue to grow. Like I said, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, The Daily Smart, and now Bodyslam.net. We're so happy to be with you guys. Um, All the support, all the love on social media. We really appreciate it. Once again, hit me up on Twitter at hub. That's hub with two B's underscore wrestling. Um, Kofi Kingston, y'all. Kofi Kingston for world champion. Kofi Kingston for WWE champion. Let's start it up, man. Let's keep the momentum going. Let the administration of WWE, let the powers that be, let the decision makers hear your voice. They may not always do it the way we want them to do it. But I like to believe that they listen to the people at least half of the time, right? Let's just not not say, I won't say most, but let's just say half of the time they listen to the people. So let's hope that we can have a moment we can celebrate the career of Kofi Kingston with a world championship victory sometime between now and WrestleMania. So with that being said, I am your host, Sean Hubbard. This is the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for being with us. Peace. This has been a production of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, home of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast. The very best in professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. The ideas and content of this show are the exclusive property of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. The opinions of its hosts and guests are theirs and theirs alone as this show and website are not associated with any professional wrestling organization.